Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Synergy Energy Show. This is Pam Perry. I am just so glad that you are joining us today. We have got a great guest today who has been in this game for more than a minute talking about nonfiction books. So today we're going to be talking with Stephanie Chandler, how to publish and promote your nonfiction book and profit. And just to give you a little bit about Stephanie, she is the author of several books including the nonfiction book marketing plan, online and offline promotion strategies to build your audience and sell more books and own your niche. Type free internet marketing tactics to establish authority in your field and promote your service based business. But the book that she has that I truly, truly love, and we were just talking about this before we even got started, was the fact she wrote the book. She was the first one to really talk about platform back in 2008, The Author's Guide to Building an Online Platform. And we were saying, Stephanie and I were saying that eight, you know, eight years ago, it seems like about eight years ago in terms of the Internet because of the way things move so fast. Stephanie is also the founder and CEO of the non fictionauthorsassociation.com, which is a vibrant educational community for trailblazing writers, and nonfictionwritersconference.com, which is an annual event conducted entirely online. Uh, she's really good at that. And a frequent speaker at business events and on the radio, and she's been featured in Entrepreneur, Business Week, Wired Magazine. And you can follow her also, too, on Twitter. Of course, she's online there. Um, at Biz Author and Nonfiction Association, abbreviated uh, Nonfiction ASSOC, on Twitter. And then on Facebook, just look up Nonfiction Authors Association. So that's one of the things I just want to let you know about Stephanie. Um, with that, I want to welcome Stephanie Chandler. How are you? Hey, Pam. It's so good to talk to you. It's been a long time. It has. It has. It has been way too long. And I only stay doing these type of shows for really special guests because there is a lot of noise out there. And I always feel that people, you know, it's not good to just give a lot of information. You have to give quality information. So I've only, probably only done two shows this year. And when um, when you want to talk about nonfiction um, writing and, and really just promoting your book and publishing in it and making a profit, you are definitely the, the person that people need to hear from. So I just want to jump right in and really talk about some of the trends in book marketing and what's going on now because, you know, things change all the time. So one of the things that we can talk about in terms of uh, book marketing today versus, like, say, maybe 10 years ago, what are some of the best ways an author can get traditional media attention, or is it something that authors really need today? Well, traditional media attention is is tricky for self-published authors and for traditionally published authors, because if you think about it, 
there's just not as much opportunity in traditional media compared to what's happening online. So, you know, sure, yes, you can go out and try to get the attention of traditional media. It's really difficult to get placement for book reviews. For example, um, mm-hmm. m- most of the big publishers are the ones putting those um, out there. But, you know, you can find other angles with traditional media to get their attention. So, you know, if you've authored a book on gardening, you know, roses, you could maybe contact a lifestyle editor of various publications and, you know, be become a source about gardening roses, you know, and it's the best time of year to do that and how to keep your roses, you know, healthy. So there are angles that you can take to approach traditional media, but today I really think online media is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of traditional media, they're online and they're Googling. They're not running around up and down the street looking for stories. They're actually typing from their keyboards or looking on their phone for what is the next story that they want to write about. And if you can't be found in Google, like I always say, you you really don't exist. So one of the things that you wrote about in your book, um, The Author's Guide to Building an Online Platform, just to kind of piggyback on that, is that in order for an author to really get traditional media, they do need a platform, an online platform, because the media they work, just like anyone else, it's a business. So they want people who have a lot of reach because they want to serve their audience with someone that can really, um, I would say, the media wants to serve their audience with someone that has a lot going on. And so kind of explain what an online platform is so that people can understand how they can really use that to sell more books. Yeah, you know, platform is really just an industry term for audience. And so, you know, you if you ever try to pitch your book to an agent or editor, they're going to say, what's your platform? And basically what they want to know is, number one they want to know is how big is your social media audience. That's hugely important mm-hmm. to publishers. Um, they want to know what kind of website traffic you get. Um, are you out there speaking, you know, on a regular basis and reaching thousands of people every year? I would say those are kind of the top three. And so it really is about how many people are you able to connect with on a regular basis and whether or not you you want to go with a traditional publisher. Platform matters because even as a self-published author, You'll never sell a book if you're not out there uh, building an audience and kind of cultivating that and marketing to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so true. So the whole point of it is really just making sure that people want eyeballs and ears to know what you're doing. So what kinds of opportunities are there to get exposure for an author? You know, online. online it, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's just exploded and and, you know, there is a lot of noise out there, but there's still lots of opportunity. I always start with um, bloggers. I think bloggers are amazing, and there are yeah. some fantastic bloggers out there and who maybe even cover niche topics. And maybe they don't, they don't reach millions, but they reach tens of thousands in a year. That's still fabulous because the thing about a blogger who has a loyal audience is that the blogger has tremendous influence so when a blogger mentions your book or or you guest blog for that blog or they do a giveaway and they give a couple of your books away, that is fantastic mm-hmm. exposure. So, 
you know, that is one of my favorite tactics is to go out and find the blogs that reach your target audience and see what you can do to work with them, whether it's guest posting, running a contest, do they do book reviews, can you send a copy, you know, those kinds of things. And, you know, the other big, big one online is book reviews. Book reviews mm-hmm. sell books. They're, it's not only social proof, you know, showing that people like your book, but Amazon's search algorithms actually factor in the book reviews that your book has received. So the more so book reviews you have, Am- the better. Is it Sorry, Amazon book reviews or, or um, bloggers' book reviews? Is it just Amazon book reviews? Or I would say all of the above, reviews? but Amazon book reviews are a priority because yes. you know Amazon definitely factors those in into how popular it views your book to be. So the more popular Amazon thinks your book is, the more it's going to show up in search results. And, Mm. you know, you know how when you search for a term in Amazon and it gives you your top ten results, um, sometimes the books that show up don't even have the term you typed in in the title, and that's because they're popular. And somewhere within that, you know, description of the book or whatever, Amazon has decided that that book is going to show up when somebody looks for that term. And so the more reviews you've got for your book, especially positive reviews, the more likely Amazon is going to start having your book show up in more places. And so I tell people, go out and look at who has reviewed your competitors' books on Amazon. Yes. And each reviewer on Amazon has a public profile. If you click on the reviewer's name, it takes you to their public profile. And nine times out of ten... Yeah, well, nine times out of ten on their Amazon profile, they list their email address because they Mm -hmm. want to be approached Mm -hmm. to receive review copies. So you can contact these people and say, hey, would you like a complimentary review copy of my book? Mm -hmm. And Amazon, if people don't know, it's really, Stephanie, that it's, it's its own beast. It's its own Facebook, so to speak, because like you said, every reviewer has their own profile page and every author should have their own profile page. People can follow each other. They can even message message each other. They can have a wish list. I mean, there, we, we can do a, a whole show, Stephanie, on how to really leverage just Amazon itself because people don't, what I find a lot of authors that I work with, they don't leverage it or build it out as much as they could. They can, um, besides listing your book, obviously in your bio, but they can put a video on Amazon. They can yeah. put their tweets on Amazon. They can they can um, put their blog on Amazon with, with RSS feed. I mean, so every time they blog, it's going through Amazon. But the main thing is the reviews. So if that is, so if someone has a choice between, I'll give you this, a going on, they uh, can make it something really very simple, going on a television show, so your local morning show, or getting, uh, say, 300 reviews on Amazon. What do you think would be the best best way to sell books? I love that question. And definitely 300 <laughs> reviews on Amazon. You know, know I've done I morning know, right? news. I'm sure you have too. The local morning yeah. news, yeah, you're lucky if two people paid attention. So even though but it sounds exciting. Yeah, it doesn't work. You're absolutely right. Even major media, I'll tell you, you know, several years back, I was interviewed for a cover story in Wired Magazine. Now, I was kind of a sidebar. I had a whole sidebar in this cover story in Wired Magazine. I was so excited. Oh, my gosh, it's coming out in Wired Magazine. Mm -hmm. 
I couldn't even identify a spike in sales as a result of that. So, you know, major media does not always do what you want it to do. Yeah, and I've heard that from authors who've been on Oprah. Unless Oprah held up your book and sang its praises and, you know, printed it on her T-shirt, that that just being on there doesn't mean people sold books. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is so true because the main thing is you want to make it easy. So say, for instance, I do hear you on Steve Harvey in the morning or I do hear you on CNN or I do see you on the morning show. But unless I have an ink pen to write down what the book was, then I have to actually either go to the bookstore or then get on the computer. That's going to, each time you have a distraction, is going to take you further and further away from a sale. So when people are on Amazon, and people are always on Amazon, and I love Amazon One Click, right? So people have Amazon set up on One Click, and it's already connected to their credit card. So they see a book they like, they're searching for whatever, and then maybe down at the bottom your book is also mentioned because you have so many reviews and your book may be similar to another book they were looking for. They're like, oh, what the heck, you know, it doesn't cost any more to to add two books in terms of shipping, so I'll just add this one too. That makes such a difference in terms of sales, in terms of really making sure that you're doing the sales because it's it's cool. Now, if you are on a morning show or you are on Oprah, make sure you put that on your website and you, and you tweet that out oh, and, yeah. and, and put that out in social media because that's probably where people will see it, especially if it's a video. They're probably not going to see it if it's during the day because most people aren't they're working and doing stuff. But if you are on there, make sure you put it up on social media. So that's how you can really leverage in terms of traditional media. But in terms of sales, it's all about really making sure that you maximize Amazon. You've got to maximize Amazon. So let's talk about some trends, Stephanie, real quick in um, publishing. So the ebook yeah. market. Oh my God. Okay, like when we first met, ebooks were they were they were popular, but today they are exploding, and print books are on the rise, um, uh, and ebook sales are declining. So, what's going on now? Well, you know, it's so interesting because for several years, all these reports were, you know, ebook sales are, are exploding, ebooks are taking over, bookstores are going away, and there was all this speculation that the whole world was just going to be reading digital e- digital books from now on. And what happened is that all finally plateaued. So, you know, in 2015, e- ebook sales fell 13%, and print book sales were were up 5% over, you know, previous years. So, you know, the good news, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it's was. it been a wild ride, and it really, I, I think it was exciting but also concerning because, you know, those of us who are diehard book lovers don't want to see the book industry disappear. But, mm-hmm. you know, basically mm-hmm. it, what's happened is the speculation is that, that we have digital fatigue, right? So people yeah. don't necessarily want to read on another device. They want a good old-fashioned paper book in their hands and, you know, I'm a former brick-and-mortar bookstore owner. I get it. I, I love the feel mm-hmm. of a book, yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I eventually adopted my Kindle, and I do love it, although to just this morning I ordered a couple of print books because for books that I want to be able to flip around and maybe not read from cover to cover, I'd rather hold that book in my hand than try to do that digitally. So That's we're it. seeing where the the ebook sales have plateaued, print book sales are going up, um, self-published books are really um, growing. Self-published ebooks claimed 12% of the ebook market. 
um, and wow. small presses claimed 30%. So that's a huge number. We're really kind of pushing the big publishers. They, the big five were down 34% in 2015. Wow. Yeah. What, so, why is the shift away from the traditional publishing, you think? Yeah, because because we have so much more control as self-published authors. And, mm. you know, the traditional publishers haven't caught up with the times. They don't market the books. This is a big myth that people think, yeah. oh, if I go with a big publisher, I don't have to do any marketing. And that's not true at all. In fact, they still expect you to do all the marketing and all the work, and they're only going to pay you, on average, a dollar per book. I mean, it's pitiful. So we're mm-hmm. seeing more and more well-known authors move away from the traditional publishing, or what we're seeing is what we're calling hybrid publishing, where an author has a combination of books with traditional firms and books that are self-published. I, I'm a hybrid author. I have several traditionally published books and several self-published books. So if you can if you can combine the two, you actually gain some advantages because you can kind of take advantage of the pros of both sides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in terms of, Stephanie, nonfiction books, I love nonfiction books. I do work with um, some fiction authors. Actually, Kim Brooks and I are actually doing a Christian writer seminar. So Kim Brooks writes, actually she writes fiction and nonfiction, but she started out writing a novel. Um, which was a bestseller, but in terms of nonfiction book sales, I know that for me, I I love nonfiction books. That's just that's just the way I was always wired, and kind of like you, I read for information, and I'm just consumer of of just really not so much entertainment, but really like a lot of good information. So why are nonfiction books actually on the rise and so hot now? And 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 you know you know having own a bookstore that that's one of the largest categories sales in the book market. Yeah, you know it's it's fascinating to me because I think a lot of people think it's the reverse is true. But adult nonfiction sales were up six six and a half percent in 2015. There were over 256 million copies of nonfiction sold, compared to 141 million in, in uh, fiction. So that's a, over, you know, a hundred million copies more in nonfiction. So wow. part of the the kind of meteoric rise we're seeing is, believe it or not, due to the adult coloring book craze. Um, eight of the the top fifty best selling books of last year were adult coloring books. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and, and, and adult coloring books they're not as easy to really maneuver. Yeah, <laughs> but they're crazy popular. Mm-hmm. They are. They even at the grocery store lines. I'm like, okay, this is not the kind of coloring book I remember having as a kid. This is work, but some people find it relaxing. So I'm not knocking it, you know. But yeah, it is. It is actually a big, big craze. It but is non-fiction a big craze. Is, I think a lot, a lot of things why people like nonfiction too that write the nonfiction books. I really do think they can take their business, if they have a business, and then write a book, and then it actually gives them immediate uh, credibility, and they can even be invited to speak, which would increase their business. Now, this doesn't work for every every type of business, but say, for instance, for service businesses, for sure, consultants um, that write nonfiction books or those that are um, an expert in any type of field, even if it's in STEM, if they write a nonfiction book, they will be called on to speak, and then people will understand what they're what they're about, and actually 
calling them more, and they'll just generate more leads, I guess you would say. That's one of the main things that a, a book can do. It's like from a book to getting more business. And, um, you know, I just, one of the things that I think that, that people say, oh, well, I can write a book. It doesn't have to be a, a War and Peace novel. It can be whatever it is. If you've been in business for at least 10 or 15 years, I'm pretty sure you can find at least one book you can write on a topic that you're that has made you successful and can share that information. So I, I, I don't know if you see a lot of business owners writing books or not. I, I hear a lot of them wanting to, and I think that maybe <laughs> it's, an, it's an intimidating thing if you've never done it before. It sounds like such a huge undertaking. But, um, you know, I, I like to point out that it, let's say you wrote a 1,000 words a day. Let's say that's two typed pages. If you wrote a 1,000 words a day, for the next 60 days, you'd have a really good site. That's like a 200-page book. And mm-hmm. that would um, that would be done in such a short amount of time. So I think that if you break it down into little pieces, that it's absolutely doable, but it does overwhelm some people. But you're so right about all the benefits. It's added credibility. You can increase your rates. You know, you're instantly viewed as an authority when you're an author. So the benefits are are just so massive, especially if you're a consultant or a coach or any kind of personal advisor. I have a a longtime client who's a financial advisor. He could care less how many books he sells online because what Mm -hmm. happens to him is when when a new client wants to meet him, guess what he does? He hands him a copy of his book. book. Yeah, there you go. What a yeah! How amazing that has been for his business. It's it's incredible. Mhm. Mhm. So let's talk about a little bit about how we have got about ten minutes of how offering a book really does impact um, a business. What advice would you offer an entrepreneur, like you said, like writing two hundred pages a day? Um, but what about blogging and that sort of thing? Should they really get involved in building an online platform if they are just a business wanting to grow their business, but not necessarily wanting to grow their book sales? Yeah, you know, if you're like my client and you just want to grow your business, then you probably don't have to spend a whole lot of time with the online stuff. You know, however, okay. I, I've been a I've been a proponent of blogging since the beginning. I really, really yeah. believe in blogging. It oh. brings traffic to your website. So, you know, I would challenge somebody who wants to write a book, why not blog your book? That's also, you know, totally doable. And mm-hmm. a lot of people think, well, if I blog my whole book, who's going to buy it? You'd be surprised because we don't want to sit on a computer screen and read, no. you know, a hundred mm-hmm. blog posts. We want it to be handed <laughs> it, it to us in a pretty package, right? Yes. So yes. I'm all for Even blogging. Though, but, but, I could... Go ahead. I'm sorry, Stephanie. There is a, uh, a a program where if you blog and use WordPress, though. Or, or um, I think it's WordPress, or I can't remember. But I know for sure WordPress, or maybe it's Blogger. But you can hit a button, and it's called Blog to Book. So you can take your blog and turn it into a book, but only your only your blog, not anybody's, not anybody's blog. But you can actually take from one button. You can design a cover. You have a table of contents and anything. But it's called Blog to Book, and I just love that. And I did that for one of my blogs. And I realized I had volume one and two. It was way over 200 pages. I was like, oh, my God. So people, Isn't that amazing? You know, yeah. Is, I know. So blogging is really a good way to um, write your book that way. 
so that you can actually get traffic and at the same time when you're done with, like you said, 40 or, you know, maybe 30 blog posts, you have a book. So that right. is good. That is good. Um, tell us, Stephanie, real quick about your association, the Nonfiction uh, Authors Association. How did that come about and what it's about and can anybody join or what well, is yeah, it? Thank, mm-hmm. Thanks for asking. Um, uh, in 2010, I launched a nonfiction writers conference, totally online. And so basically, we had back then in 2010, we had 18 speakers over three days, and it was a total experiment. I didn't know if anyone would come, but they did, and they loved it. And so um, the following year, I didn't hold the conference, but in 2012, I picked it up again, and it, and it was great. And so. Um, after that, people were saying, well, how do we keep in touch after this event? This, you know, it, what happens? We just not hear from you for a year. And so it, finally in 2013, I, I did, launched the Nonfiction Authors Association. It was something I had been kind of thinking about for a number of years. You know, I'm a, I go out and speak at a lot of writers' conferences, and I find it so frustrating that they primarily are speaking to fiction authors, and sometimes memoir gets a little bit of attention, but it's mostly fiction authors and children's books. So us nonfiction authors are are kind of like the black sheep at a conference. And Mm -hmm. so I thought for sure that sharing some resources for nonfiction authors would find an audience, and I never expected that within three years' time, We've grown to over 13,000 members. We've got chapters meeting in person across the country. We just launched chapters in Toronto. Um, You know, so there's obviously a need. And I have to be honest, I mean, uh, that is is with very little effort on my part. I launched in 2013. A few months later is when my husband passed away. And quite Mm -hmm. honestly, Pam, I was checked out for a year. I mean, we had Mm -hmm. content going out and things were going, but it was not getting the love and attention I would have normally given it, and it Mm -hmm. still grew. And then I came back to life, and, and, you know, it's continued to grow at just such an incredible pace. So there's a need for it. Yeah, and we're focused on educating our members, teaching them, empowering them about, you know, traditional versus self-publishing. And if you self-publish, what mistakes do you avoid, and how do you build your audience, Mm -hmm. and We've got a forum, a really active forum on LinkedIn for members. And you ask the question, can anyone join? Yes, anybody can join at any stage, whether you haven't even started to write your manuscript yet or you've okay. published 20 books. You know, we, we want to be there for you and provide a lot of value. And there's just tons. We release content every week, and we have teleseminars, educational events. So there's a lot of content available for members. Mm-hmm. And they can go to nonfictionauthorsassociation.com, nonfictionauthors, plural, association.com. And it's a, Stephanie, such a wonderful, wonderful website. We've always done really good content-rich websites and emails and newsletters, so it is just well put together. I really applaud you on that. It is very, very um Oh my goodness! It's just like a, it for me. It was like a kid going through a candy store. It's like, oh my gosh, you've got this, you've got that. So it's really, <laughs> Thank really you. good. It's really good. Well, at this time, we're, we're kind of like we've got some people over in the chat room, but they're kind of like hanging out, listening. We see New Vision and a couple of guests over there. If you have questions, you know you can type them in the message box. But if you just want to 
listen, that's fine, too. Um, this podcast will be available in iTunes if you missed anything that we were talking about. It's all over there. What I would appreciate, though, is at the end of this podcast that you just hit the little share button, tweet it out, put it on Facebook, or you can even put it on um, Instagram if you want or, or in Pinterest. There's different ways you can do that. But one of the things I just wanted to make sure that people know that they can go to Nonfiction Authors Association, follow Stephanie, biz author. Um, that's her Twitter handle, and also Nonfiction Associates um, on Twitter and then on Facebook as well. So with that, Stephanie, is there anything else that you'd like to add to our, our um, discussion that we had today that we didn't kind of go over? I know want to make sure you mention your book. So um, what is the, the – um, do you still talk about the author's guide to building an online platform as much, or or you like the – what's your favorite baby, I guess you would say? What's your favorite book that you – you like this kind of hard. Yeah, that book is <laughs> the 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 platform book is really outdated. Um, in and I wish we could have updated that, but the the most recent one is the nonfiction book marketing plan, and it covers all the online strategies for building an audience. And I guess you know if I wanted you all to remember something, it's that you should really start building that audience before you need them. So that's a really mm. important factor. You know, don't wait until your book comes out to start worrying about marketing. You really want to try to do that as far in advance as possible. Even if you're five years out, start building that audience and get people who are going to be excited when your book becomes available. Wow. That is the best advice I have heard. I did that a thousand percent. Uh, Stephanie Chandler, thank you so much. The nonfiction book marketing plan that is available on Amazon and obviously um, Authority Publishing is the um, the publisher, but thank you so much for joining us today. I want to mention for those in the Detroit area that if you are in the Detroit area on September 24th, we are having a writers conference. It's 3pwritersconference.eventbrite.com. Uh, myself and Kim Brooks will be talking about how to promote, publish, and profit with your book. So with that, I'm Pam Perry. I'm out of here. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us today. It has been a pleasure. Thank you, Pam. All righty. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Take care.